As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Villarreal are a disgrace and should never play football ever again. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 28th of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Eddie Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. And who needs seven goals on a Champions League semi-final first leg when you've got Andy Brasso and Luke Moore in the house, people? Thank Ooh. you very much. That's kind of you. And there's one for the purists last night. You know, we don't need goals to have a good time. And we are indeed the purists. <laughs> yeah, if I had I to... I wasn't expecting you to nearly quote Jermaine Stewart in the first <laughs> like minute of the show, to be honest. Well, um, I'll expect the unexpected, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that well, that's what Unai Emery says before the players are ready to take the pitch. And remember, we don't have to take our clothes off to, <laughs> to have, have a good, good time. time. I didn't even know the author of that song, so I presume that's who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Not, I know the song, but I couldn't tell you the artist. If artist is the right word. Unai Emery could. Yeah, I'm sure he could. I yeah. thought you were saying that Unai Emery said as his pep talk, pep talk, no. <laughs> <laughs> branded, <laughs> branded. His talk. We'd be suing his ass he for just, that. He just said, expect the unexpected. Um, Kate, do you, want to give us, do you want to give us more on your personal opinion, a very deeply held personal opinion that Villarreal are a disgrace? Yes. Um, I think they're a bunch of lazy charlatans. <laughs> I they've think, bluffed their way. I think they've bluffed their way past such teams who ought to be here as Juventus and Bayern Munich. It's an embarrassment to global football (laughs) that a team like Villarreal with a wage bill the size or slightly less than Burnley's should should dare really to compete at this level of inter- of European football. It's just a, it's just an and embarrassment to the say, game. Say what you want, ironically or non-ironically. <laughs> but if we start talking about the size of the town, I'm walking out. That's <laughs> yeah, that's start to make some pretty big demands. Last week he had a top five. All the words he didn't like being used in football. At the start of a show. I was all over the place. I like that a lot. Um, what don't you also, Kate, if you're not going to be brave enough oh, to... Actually, I've thought of another one. Mourinho. Yeah. No, it's Mourinho. Oh, yeah. mate. I, but also, people who call him Jose. What the hell is that? I only call oh, it, yeah. I only call him his full name, which is Jose Mourinho. 
the one who stole the show. You are the special one <laughs> and the dynamo. Kate, if you're not going to say it, I'll say it on your behalf. Please. You, you've stopped just short of what you were saying earlier, which is the only solution to this problem with teams like Villarreal getting to the semi-final of the Champions League yes. is some kind of European Super League. Yeah, closed shop, some kind of closed yeah. shop. That's what we need. And I think it's about time mm. that we the common footballing man yeah. uh, come together, <laughs> rise up and demand a European Super League. I just don't think it's fair that football teams do whatever they think is best to try and win a game. I don't. I it's, don't. it's not right, is it? It's weak. Or win a, win a game over two games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They need to scrap that as well. That's the other thing. That's mm. the other thing that's waiting in the wings. And though actually, Andy Football, Andy Football Brassel, Anti Football's Brassel. <laughs> Anti Brassel. <laughs> Yeah, Anti Brassel only comes Anti Brassel only comes out at night after like too much football. It's like venom <laughs> <laughs> comes out of his shoulder. Anti Brassel, everything shit. <laughs> you don't want you don't want two legs in the Champions League semi final. I like this idea of a final four. I really like it. Uh, and do you know what? All right. When we're talking about the disparity of football at the moment, which is basically what what's led us to this. Liverpool v Real and people not understanding and saying v Real shouldn't play like that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Overlooking the fact that basically they kind of have to. If you have a one-off semi-final, I think that's what the big clubs don't want. Definitely. What, what, they, what they don't want is an element of chance. That's the whole thing about the of Super League, Of course, it's much it? harder to win a <clears throat> try over two games than it is over one. Yeah, mm. of course it is. Do you think I'm just too buried in the summer of 2019? Do you think that's informing all of my views about absolutely everything? It's possible. Yeah. It is possible. I mean, I've said this to you before. But anyway, let's talk, let's talk about the game itself. I reckon, yes! Tot- I reckon also- Tottenham would have won the Champions League if it had been in a Final Four situation. Good Think Lord. on that. Yeah. Oh, well, Think in that, that case, I'm totally sold. Like, that I don't, is, forget is, whatever the hell it was I just said a minute ago. is a real trophy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> actually, well, you, you joke, Luke, but I would say that, yes, Andy Brussels' belief and and desire to say positive things about you is the real quiz. Mm. Um, the final score we should probably mention is Liverpool 2, Villarreal 0. Clearly, there were other opportunities to score and um, the tie, according to Michael Owen, is has they've, they've just about got a pulse. Mm. Could they have hoped for much more, Luke? Um, I actually think that for the first half of the game, they were excellent, Villarreal. And to, 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 to the point... And I say excellent, of course, Liverpool were the much better team. But Liverpool are the much better team. And I think the way that VRL approached it was kind of synonymous with what Jurgen Klopp had said about Unai Emery before the game, which is that he's a perfect cup manager. He knows how to approach a one-off game, et cetera, et cetera. And what VRL were trying to do is they were trying to stop Liverpool getting any kind of tempo or rhythm. Because if they get into their stride mm. and they can play at the tempo they want and they can move the ball the way they want, then it's very, very difficult for any team in the world um, to, to, to deal with them so you saw them trying to slow things down you saw them trying to disrupt their rhythm whatever means they needed to and I feel if they if they felt like they could get out of an Anfield game in the first leg with a 1-0 mm. they probably would have taken that all day oh, long yeah. and I think finally to, to respond to the Michael Owen point I think I kind of agree with actually which is not something I say very often but I, I do agree with him on this occasion they are just about still in it, just about. I think you have to say that. I think if you, if you, if you are someone who you know, believes in the integrity of competition in this sport, <laughs> you think, okay, 2-0 is not the end of the world. Now, we know Liverpool are a much better team. We know they're overwhelming favourites to go through and we know that the statistics tell us and the percentage chance tells us that Liverpool will, will, will more than likely go through. But I do think in, this, in these situations, there's a much bigger difference between 2-0 and 3-0. If it goes to 3-0, it's basically over. Mm-hmm. 2-0, there's still a glimmer of hope. But there yeah, is hope. Also, also, I think to say that it's over is just... 
a sign that you've not watched the last like five, six years of the Champions League because mm. Champions League knockout is a history of comebacks in the last five or six years, isn't it? And so, especially they go to video out. It's not the other way around, right? Yeah. And that and and I think actually they, to be fair, we're talking about that as well in the studio, like that ground, that incredible yeah. ground and those fans. They changed the name wild. of it for some reason. Why have they changed the name of it? it used to be the El Madrigal, didn't it? Now yeah. it's the Ceramic Stadium or something. Yeah. Weird name. Yeah, well, the, the the guy who owns the club and has brought them from nothing to where they are now, Fernando Roj, he's made his money through ceramics. He's a ceramic king. He just loves ceramics so he much. Just he just it. called it the Stadium <clears throat> of the Ceramics. Yeah. It's great. He just um, loves it. Can I can I follow up on that, though, Andy? You, you point about the uh, the idea of the Champions League being a, a, a game, uh, sorry, a competition for the comebacks. Mm. Have we seen such a big discrepancy in the quality of one team and another to facilitate that comeback, though? Because I think that Liverpool probably... Yeah, you, you are no, talking maybe about maybe not, but like we're talking I, about I a team know. who could end up this season by being the best club side ever, in ever, English ever. history statistically. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, I think there's something in that. On the other hand, before we knew that the bottom was falling out of Barcelona, I think everyone saw a reasonable discrepancy between, say, Roma and Barcelona. Yeah, that's the one. That's the obvious example, right? Yeah, yeah. So it can happen. Yeah, and it so you know, in a week and a week's time, we'll be. Sitting I mean, here talk, talk, talking about how Jurgen Klopp dropped the ball. Let's be absolutely cr- like clear. If if Liverpool don't go through to the final after that, with the form they're in and the way they're playing, it's a complete disaster. What would you do? It would, it would be a humongous. It would be beyond the shock. Yeah. yeah. What would you yeah. do? What would you eat, Luke Moore, to indicate your horror? What would you wear on your head? <laughs> it's not a question I've like. Like the, was it the Dundee boss? Will you oh, go naked um, for a week yeah. if that happens? <laughs> I just don't see who wins in that scenario. <laughs> I mean, I could. Especially as we share these yeah. seats. No one wins. Yeah. No one wins. No one wins. If there's some, I mean, look, I'll, I'll talk about it if there's some kind of sponsor involved, maybe. Other, but I want the lion's share. The other serious point to make, of course, is a VRL. We're also missing, what, potentially brass their best player, Jaron Moreno. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Double Moreno absence, like, but the other Moreno like is not Spurs, so big. It's like and Spurs, Jeremy Pino, the, the youngster. Yeah, I, I mean, he's more used as a, a pinch hitter, but. Missing Gerard Moreno is absolutely huge for them. And I, I said before the game, like, how are they going to score yeah. at Anfield? And and that was the that was the big thing, really, because he's not just a guy who scores goals. He's this kind of Swiss army knife of a striker. It's like, it's like Spurs turned up without Harry Kane, basically. Yeah, it was it's, a bit it's like Spurs sort of turned up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think, and that, that's, that really is a testament um, to how good Liverpool are. You say that, it's really hard. It is really hard to think of how Villarreal would score mm. and they've scored every game in the Champions League up until last night I think Fabinho was actually a key player in all of this mm. like the way he swept away anything that resembled danger and you talked about them trying to slow the game down yes it was the same he, he was chopping tempo, it up wasn't he he brings yeah. tempo to it as well yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would also say to give Villarreal a little bit more credit and I know Liverpool were the better team and we know how good Liverpool are so we don't yeah we haven't actually yeah. given Liverpool any credit they, they yet, just, they but deserve, maybe they don't need we it we just did they deserve the credit of little course. tiny bit of credit um, I thought there was quite a lot of credit but the way that Villarreal eventually succumb is by a very, very unfortunate incident. Oh, gosh. I mean, they, they haven't been pulled apart in that Man City style where someone gets behind the fullback, cuts one back and they walk one in. Mm. It's a very, very, almost like a freak goal, really. Yeah. It's a cross from Henderson. As people haven't seen it, it's a cross from Henderson. It's deflected by the VRL defender, uh, Estupinian, and, it, and the keeper makes a bit of a hash of it because he's caught unawares. Because he's because the massive Heronimo deflection. Rui. Right, okay. Yeah. So he's got form for that. Uh, who scored and saved a penalty in the final of the Europa League. <laughs> To knock out Manchester United. Oh, he's at the big table now, though, isn't he? The yeah. Champions well, League. Um, and then they and then VRL score again very quickly. I uh, sorry, Liverpool score again very quickly afterwards. Yeah. And and 
you, you wonder, because that's the kind of, the reason I mentioned that specifically is because that game last night is exactly the kind of situation where if you keep frustrating and keep frustrating and keep frustrating, it gets harder and harder for the for, for the team who are making all the running mm. to bro- make that breakthrough. Now, people may say to that, well, not Liverpool because Liverpool are so good, but it does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And uh, what I thought was interesting, actually, is that it would have been really easy to cave after conceding those two goals in, in double quick time and go on and lose 4-0 or, or whatever. But for me, there was a sense that Liverpool had the calendar in their minds. Yes. Once they got that bit of comfort and there was a sense of... and. I don't think it's, it's it's not even a criticism. I think at some point something has to give and if you've got the opportunity to take your foot off the pedal without sustaining any damage, I, I think it's a reasonable thing to I do. I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's so. 50, Liverpool's 55th game of the season, that was. And they're making four subs. They're kind of r- semi-resting players in yeah. their Champions League semi-final first leg. Uh, and look, we'll, I mean, we'll come on and talk about the quadruple situation endlessly towards the end of the season, I think. so. As long as they stay in it, yeah. Perhaps that's not, today's not the day for it. But as you say, Luke, yeah, this would be the most astonishing achievement. Here's a little wicked whisper for you, though. Go on. Newcastle United won six games at home in a row. Right. And that's that stadium will be bouncing this weekend. Ooh. Liverpool could slip up. You never know. So a lot if of football to be played. If it's a wicked whisper, isn't it meant to be something okay. like more but potentially libelous than mean that with say, the names taken out? I didn't mean to say, we don't do live on the show, I well, no. I didn't mean to say wicked well, we don't I meant to say and it's the early say, Saturday game as well Luke yeah. to add to your theory should we just call it Luke, Luke's I just I just oh, think I just think and you know, look, there'll be time to preview the games tomorrow as I'm sure because there always is um, it's a preview show on the other hand yeah but I'm not on that though am I oh, and, I and so what I would say is this it's easy to say Liverpool have got X amount of games to do this when you can't overlook the fact that the games they've got to play going to St James's Park at the moment isn't easy um, and that will have a huge bearing on the on the Premier League race because Man City are already a point ahead, right? So yeah, they did they did petition to have the kickoff put back at Newcastle. They didn't did. they unsuccessfully? Who do you petition to? Well, I think Jurgen Klopp knows who he thinks he should petition to, and he always thinks it should be Des Kelly, yeah, but it's yeah, not. Exactly. Which I think is probably why it's not been pushed yeah. back. And it puts He's me like, in a, it's all right, Des will sort it. And, and it Des get on great. And it puts me in a weird position because I end up feeling sorry for Des Kelly. You know, I don't know how to, how to feel about that. It's, I, this is a nice man. I don't yeah. think you should have to put up with it, to be honest. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Share fair the enough. love around. He's not your favourite at BT Sport, though, is he? How else do you... Who else big do Dempo. you... Oh, of course. Yeah, big of course. Dempsey, I'm Team yeah. Dempo. Can we talk about Tiago, by the way? Yeah, please do. Let's, do, let's talk about Tiago as well, because um, because he has been uh, an absolute no, revelation. If you're 96% talk, uh, uh, pass crazy. accuracy. It's crazy what you're 104 passes. It's crazy what you do. You do the math. I it's, can't, actually. It, well, given that the, the ball's only in play for X amount of time, I mean, it's an incredible achievement. It's almost yeah. as if it's a made-up statistic. But you, you pulled out... Um, but, Andy, you pulled out um, Fabinho. And you, well, you both did, you guys. But Thiago as well, I mean. The, the best combination of those three midfield players, um, you probably wouldn't... Weirdly, you probably wouldn't have Henderson in it, would you? I, I would. I you would. would. I would always have Henderson a- in it. Ahead of Keita. I don't know. If, if it was the final against Manchester City, I, I think I would go... Fabinho, Henderson, Cater to carry that dynamite front three. Because I love Thiago, but you just look... And when he's at his absolute best, he is wonderful to watch. Mm. But I think you look through his history and the amount of games he's played in, in every season, there's still just that little bit of fragility. So you know when people come out on Twitter and go, why haven't people recognised that he's the greatest midfielder in the world? Well, because he's never plays more than 30 games a season. The yeah. thing about That's Twitter why. between yeah. you and I, Andy, is that they, yeah. don't even, <laughs> they don't even have to come out. They just 
they don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to do anything and, and, and special. If, to... if, if, if you're tweeting about the game, you're probably not watching it properly. <laughs> yeah. there, could be, there could be that as well. Well, some would say if you're watching four games at once, you're not focusing on yeah, them properly. How point. dare you? <laughs> well, if you want lots more of this, well, get to On the Continent later this afternoon. Uh, it is Andy, it's Dotton and Luz Simmonson. Going to look over both matches from midweek. They'll also be asking if winning some of Europe's biggest leagues actually matters anymore. Oh my God, it's absolutely tragic. Okay, that's the sort of stuff you may or may not get on on the continent <laughs> later today. Uh, Chelsea are heading to the fortress Old Trafford tonight. Thomas Tuchel has been talking about Antonio Rudiger because Rudiger is indeed on his way, Luke. It looks yeah. as though this is connected to all the situation with sanctions because Antonio Rudiger, you could, or many people from Chelsea are saying, has been their player of the season. I think, I mean, I know Andy's got a, a pretty interesting take on, on Rudiger. I think he's. Well, do I? I think, well, you said oh, that's you, a lot of pressure. You said you thought he was a little bit overrated. You said he was a good oh, player who goes through yeah. in and out of form. You said no, that's not what I said. Okay, why don't you clear up what you said, and I'll give you my take afterwards. Okay, great. Yeah, his form post Tuchel is not consistent with his form before it. Okay, sure. I, I think is 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 fair to say he's played astonishingly well in the last year and a half. And like I said, I think the problem was that he expected to be paid on new form rather than overall contribution at Chelsea or I don't know overall pedigree, overall pedigree throughout his, his, his career um, I think you have to look at him and say he's you know, pretty close to being the best defender in the Premier League and, mm. and, and one of the best ones in Europe at the moment but you know I don't think we should say this is a sanctions thing because Chelsea were never prepared to to pony up what he actually wanted Ah okay so you think they're using it as a, as a sense of that so they're saying this I is I think he's rewriting this... history a little bit Wow okay because, because Tuchel's been talking about him and has said Tony's a huge factor in our last one and a half seasons together. He gives everybody confidence. He's available over 100% of matches, plays at an outstanding level, blah, blah, blah. So he's making out that he's being a victim of circumstances. No, no but what the, what the coach wants and what the club are prepared to pay are two mm. different things, aren't they? Of course. So Yeah. But there's a danger in this that it's all moot anyway, though, right? Because no matter what the valuation of the player is from the club's point of view and what the player's agent thinks the player's worth, it's irrelevant if you can't negotiate anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter, does it? In the grand I mean, scheme of things. Bear in mind with Real Madrid, I, I don't know how much Real Madrid have offered him, but bear in mind with David Alaba, he was asking for a number, I think around 18 million a year right. off Bayern. Mm-hmm. And they said, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And Real Madrid said, I'll tell you what, they won't give you 18. How about 24? Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is Real Madrid in saving their pennies mode. And I think also with, Rud- also with Rudiger, he's 29 now, so he's approaching probably the, the peak of his earning power. Yes. So he's experienced enough. Yes. And, um, but not so old that he can't negotiate a deal where people start thinking about what's, what the future holds for him. I think for, for him as a player, I would agree with Andy's assessment there. I think, you know, he's an amazing athlete. He sees danger as well, which is a really underrated skill in a top defender um, because we, we, we are attracted as, as football fans and viewers to the big kind of headline pieces. The big headers won, the tackles won, you know, occasionally the, you know, the odd goal being scored. Uh, or pass picked out, but what Rudiger's really good at is seeing danger. The reason I kind of hesitated to talk about whether he was one of the best Premier League defenders around because he plays next to Thiago Silva quite a lot, who I know know is beyond the very peak of his powers, but he's an absolute class act as well. Oh, for sure. And I think, I wonder, and I'm not saying this to denigrate Rudiger, and because ultimately time will tell when he does move on, but I sometimes wonder how good he will be when he's not next to Thiago Silva. I, I wonder how much Real Madrid actually need him. Right, okay. Given they've got um, Alaba, given that um, Eda Militao is on a is on a different level now, um, yeah, I'd, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm surprised. Also, they've they've shown no indication before to want to play three at the back. Real Madrid. Mm. In fact, to the extent where Zidane, and I know this goes back to a previous coach, but Zidane bins off Hakimi because he's like, yeah, you can't play right back in a back four. So cheerio. Is, is it, and he ends up two seasons later at PSG playing that anyway. And Andy, Andy, is there any kind of thinking with Chelsea? I know, and I said, a lot of this is moot because of what we talked about yeah. with the situation at Chelsea. There's a lot of reason for Chelsea fans to feel a bit uncertain at the moment. But is, 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 is it factored into their thinking that they've got a lot of good young defenders as well, Chelsea, and they think, okay, we can probably shoulder this burden? Well, they, they would have... They would have... Yeah, they would have loved to re-sign him. But okay, they, okay. They, so they, 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 if they had the choice, they would have kept. They him. haven't been able to either pre or post sanction. That has that has been the issue. I think they would have loved to keep him. Okay. I guess on the upside for Chelsea fans who are feeling a bit uncertain at the moment, Tuchel has said yesterday that he's committed to staying at Chelsea. Uh, says concedes that the summer will be very very demanding. Interesting rumours this morning. Then sticking with that game tonight, uh, which is Chelsea heading to Manchester United, that Crystal Palace wants to bring Aaron Wambasaka back into the fold at Salisbury Park. Why? Why would they do? I can understand the benefit for Manchester United. I'm not sure I can understand <laughs> oh, I the benefit for Crystal Palace. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't shone there in the end. Well, also, <laughs> it's not what, worked what, out. <laughs> what, what sort of what sort of price are they prepared to take for him as well? well I can't that's it. I can't imagine even if it was a massive discount. I can't imagine being Crystal Palace and thinking, you know what? Let's spend. Even though you used to play for us, let's spend like twenty million on a left back that or on a right back that United don't want. Yeah, but the beauty of it is you still made a sweet sweet profit because they paid fifty for him. So it doesn't really matter. You get your really? money back. You get your money back. You get the player back that you wanted who was really good for you. Yeah. And you get thirty million pound cash. <laughs> or whatever however it's however the deal who's, is. Structured. Who's batting for Nathaniel Klein here? That's no, what true, I want to know. True. Who's but batting for Nathaniel is, is, Klein? Is, 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 are we are we looking at this the wrong way around? Are we looking at this as in what what does it mean for Crystal Palace and Aaron yeah. Wan point of view when we should maybe look at be looking at what it means for May United's point of view? Because is there going to be a gigantic car boot sale at some point at an, a complete dumpster fire of a club that is Man United at the moment uh, that's the okay who, who, would, who would be on your sales list <laughs> I'd ask Scott McTominay <laughs> I would say Scott thanks very much for your post-match comments after the game uh, last time out right. who are the snakes um, you cleared a few people in mind <laughs> yeah you cleared a few people in mind when you were talking about it why don't you tell us who it is because I think my take on it but having watched Man United no, no other insight than just having watched Man United and read the same press as everyone else my take is that there's probably a handful of players at United who always want to do well and as John Sitton would say, Andy, always want to be good all the time. Um, <laughs> do you know how profound that is? Have you examined the fucking word? Right? <laughs> but there's load in there who only A, care about themselves or B, care about their wage packet or whatever. And clearly McTominay's got some players in mind that he thinks should stick around and players that, that shouldn't. And, you know, it's a ridiculous situation because, you know, um, um, Ralph Randnick's Goose is basically cooked. The, so players, we, we the saying, players who didn't respect him anyway now respect him even less because because a new manager's coming in. So it's interesting if Wamba Saka's going to be the first of many to be on their way. Are we saying Scott McTominay, director of football? Is that yes, what you're Why not? Can it be worse? Can it be worse? Uh, Aaron, and obviously, from the perspective of Aaron Wambasaka, you could argue that if he wants to kind of crack on and play in a proper team immediately, then yeah, head to Palace. Yeah. Work under Patrick Vieira. Have a lovely time. What is it about Palace? Like Will Saha was the same. 
What? I just want to be back. I just want to be back now. Yeah. What, what is it about? Well, pa- your think... heart can't heal its savage wounds when you leave Crystal Palace. Oh, that's a nice way of looking mm. at it. Um, although the other piece of advice that's going on for players at Manchester United features Louis Saha's suggestion that Marcus Rashford should go to Las Vegas to help him <laughs> recharge his batteries and think about what he wants next in his career. Brass, would is, you? Is that where you'd go? That's where I make all my best decisions. Was <laughs> <laughs> it? What a ridiculous suggestion. Put me in a room with no windows and no clock and I'll have I'll, I'll have the answer by the end of the afternoon and you forgot the unlimited free alcohol as well yeah that's right well I, I guess he says what he wants next in his career it yeah. might it might not be football I mean you uh, think of the footballers does he want to become a professional poker player for instance well, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that I think like Thomas Graveson became like a multi-multi-millionaire or billionaire I think actually what? after after going to going to Vegas and developing business interests there <laughs> there's that guy who used to keep golf for uh, Portsmouth John Sullivan yeah he went over there and he's like a millionaire realtor yeah. now and he I, couldn't get in the Portsmouth team I do take your points on board I don't think this is what Louis Saha means <laughs> I think Louis Saha's talking about a two to three week blowout and I think he's misread the room because I don't think he understands that Marcus Rashford is isn't that kind of person. And what's going to happen is Marcus is just going to be sat there on a stool in front of the flashing lights of a fruit machine looking sad. And, but, and we don't need that. Oh, you think he's going to have one of those like little old lady like plastic yes. cups with all the coins with the in? With all the quarters in, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't Venice, think about that. That's where I think he should go. That's a much better suggestion. Marcus Rashford. And, and, you, and you don't even know right. him. And you've made a better one. So that's how poor a judge of character Louis Saha is. <laughs> Have a look at the canals at the waterways. Mm. Read some of your books. You can do you can do that in Vegas, to be fair, yeah, can't you? Twitter, they yeah. got they got a little fake Venice there. Yeah, Eiffel Tower as well. Mate, you can do that in Doha. <laughs> I think you made your point. <laughs> Which note? I think it might be time to get to a break. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time. For you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. (laughs) 
Oh dear, look at these keepers. Yeah, fair enough. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is Thursday. We're in the thick of the European action and we've got some of these for you. Uh, yeah, we've got one from Lucas here. Greetings from St. Louis, Missouri, the land of Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Hooray. Toasted ravioli <laughs> and the current home of the famous Lutz Fanningstiel. Yeah, go on, Lutz, who is the sporting director of our new MLS team, St. Louis City, the ravioli boys. With the- <laughs> With a Z, yeah. You know, you know, you're, we met you're, Lutz, right? You're we met him before. Yeah, we we did. You yeah. know, your your favourite uh, talking of goalkeepers, Roman Burki. He's going to oh, yeah. be their goalkeeper from next season. <sighs> Guys, I'm looking up this toasted Don't ravioli. Don't give business. me the Roman Burki side. Toasted ravioli is just they just deep fry it, right? We love you, Roman. Breaded, fried, and served with marinara sauce nice. and a sprinkling of parmesan. Oh, that sounds so Well, I, good. I hope you haven't nicked nice. the second part of Luke's oh, email. Oh, yes. Go on, Lucas. Um, On the topic of settling a Missouri showdown in the most Missouri way possible, I think I've got just the thing. St. Louis is the home of the Antire Bush, along with a rather curious lack of state law prohibiting you from drinking while in a vehicle. Huh. Uh, both <laughs> Kansas City and St. Louis are home to some of the most famous barbecue in the country, and the ice cream cone was invented at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. <laughs> wow. The conclusion is obvious. The two Missouri contenders should sit down, eat, drink beer, relax, <laughs> and have a duel on the infamous Bloody Island, a sandy landmass in the middle of the Mississippi River where individuals with conflict would settle their differences in the 19th century as it was considered not to be under the jurisdiction of Missouri or Illinois law. A perfect place to determine the rightful king of Missouri Rambleton. Nice. So they're eating and fighting. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great weekend, isn't it? I well, thought we're we talking gonna... about finishing off a rib and chucking the bone. <laughs> Target. Yeah, nice. I thought actually they were going down the route of just like an all you can eat, you know, yeah. Britain's biggest eater, Americans, Missouri's biggest eater contest. That, that was get... brilliant. Like last summer on ESPN, where they'd run out of sport to show and they started showing the competitive those eating. guys are athletes that's crazy it's absolutely seen, crazy did you see that guy who drank a gallon of lemonade in like 30 <laughs> seconds yeah. and have you it's seen incredible. they've done those those uh, tests on what happens basically to your t- to your stomach yeah. when you eat the amount did of you food? almost say tummy then <laughs> yeah. oh that's cute <laughs> carry on your tummy gets really full <laughs> <laughs> she was like I would normally say tummy but in this environment I'm not going to get away with that so I'll go t- stomach <laughs> <laughs> they said tummy before we got to tummy ache. That was the issue. Do you know though. how they? Do you know how they eat the hot dogs? They uh, they, they smash the they smash oh. the roll in water, uh. and then basically push it down their throat. So it's really what do they do soft. with it, Luke? Push, What's that normally termed as? I don't know. What do you mean? Oh, well, never mind. What? Well, we've gone from tummy to deep throating. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, entirely innocent here, talking about shoving rolls down your throat, competitive eating. Unbelievable. Can I take it back to this? Can I just say, bloody you innocently talk about shoving sausages down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in Germany again now. Um, in in um, On Bloody Island, they should have a game at once a year and it's just prison rules. Because no, if there's no jurisdiction, you're brave enough, step up and have a big prison rules game. I oh. bet Lord of okay. the Flies is Luke Moore's best book. Favourite book of all time. I'm probably the little fat one, aren't I? No, uh, you're the one that kills everybody. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I'll take that.
Um, before we move on, let's have a little update from Fort William, shall we? Yes. Because we gave them a shout out. Uh, was it last week before their big their big playoff game? They were trying to find out if they're going to be relegated after all these endless defeats. Luke, you love you love the pain that they've been suffering. And the I way don't they love the pain. You love the pain, but they they managed to fight against these like twenty nil defeats and still not get relegated. But unfortunately, they then were in a relegation playoff against Banks. So they, they had to withdraw. There's all sorts of very confusing stuff and uh, com- complicated statement putting out put out by the Highland Football League but effectively lots of their players weren't eligible for playoffs including their only goalkeeper although as it turns out Luke they've got a spare goalkeeper they just didn't yeah. know about him so anyway it looks as though it's quite ignominious really yeah for the first time since 1985 it looks as though they have been relegated and will be playing in the North Caledonian League next season well sounds very disorganised I think we've just discovered the only team perhaps in Britain that would benefit from having Pete Donaldson as a general manager to do the admin still disagree (laughs) <laughs> still absolutely disagree and I think it's, well, the reason we mention this is because obviously our listeners love hearing about Fort William now it is a little bit we don't mean it to be patronising it's an interesting story one thing that's never been made clear to me now though and it's pertinent now that we know they're going to be playing in the um, North Caledonian League instead is that what what is the big issue with doing that because they always stayed in the high end league they always got battered every single week it's a great point Yeah, why, they should be happy why would you not want to go down to the North Caledonian League and just maybe pick up some results, rebuild from the, from the ground up. Exactly. And then maybe try and get promoted again. Unless there's some kind of blockage between being promoted from that into the higher league, which can happen at non-league level. Right? Or maybe losing is your brand. I, don't, I think that's a little bit meta. I don't think that's... I mean... You can't uh, lose your losing brand. Get your Tim Fall hat on, Brassel. I also noticed the North Caledonian League, by the way. Yeah. Lovely away trip to Loch Ness FC. Oh, come on. I want to follow I want to follow Fort William now even more. If you are a Fort William fan, please do get in touch again. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. We want to hear how you're getting on and also why why you don't want to play in the North Caledonian League against such titans as Loch Ness FC. That'll be a derby as well because um, Fort William's at the southern tip of, of Loch Ness <laughs> that, it'd be hard to have a really fiercely contested derby in such a beautiful environment but maybe they can test that test that theory. I'm sure they'll manage staying in Scotland uh, Hibernian apparently have been approached but I'm sure people have seen this and I know Luke will be keeping a close eye on it because he's so nervous about losing Roy Keane to punditry Roy Keane's agents have reportedly approached uh, Hibernian about the about the position he's angling Roy this is the interesting thing about it he's angling clearly quite regularly for jobs. Now, I understand he probably feels like there's a certain level of job he will entertain and he won't go lower than that. You know, people have their own opinion on that, but clearly that seems to be his position. I think Roy King's the best thing to happen to football on TV since something else good. Played the, you don't think the hits are getting a bit... I no, know I he wants it. to play all of the same material every time. You let, me, know. let me ask you something. Yeah. Why is Coronation Street so popular? Every day it's the same. Are you sure it's not stopped? Every day, nah. Every day it's the same. Been going for sixty odd years. People like it. People like Roy Keane because he he says what he thinks and he's got the charisma that is needed on TV. I would listen to Roy Keane for five minutes rather than all the other pundits put together for half an hour, with the exception of a couple. Keane is even though you don't actually learn stuff when he talks. Yeah, that, that, that is a very a, good point. It's just a tone poem, really. But not everything needs to be music. high-minded, does it? Not everything needs to be high-minded. You know, do you learn anything when you watch a Marvel movie? No, but Marvel movies are still quite popular. 
you know, so there's, there's an element of just pure entertainment. I feel like you it. might need to put into different different terms for me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Roy Keane has got like any kind of superpower that I know of, and if he has, he should use it to be still be the manager of Hibernian if they take him, and also find his way onto That's telly. That's your as well. big concern, yeah. yeah. And perhaps I should have made that clear. He's not trying to work for Hibs TV. He wants to manage. Yeah. Hibernian. Well, last time we went onto a club TV, it didn't go that well. So keep him away from Hibs TV would be my advice. <laughs> He's said to be sceptical about working with a US-based owner. Oh, because of Ellis Short, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. the The match made in heaven, that, wasn't I mean, it? the problem wasn't... Sunderland, the, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure the problem was a US-based owner. I think the problem was that they just kept not winning games. That was the issue. Ah, I wonder mm. who, that was, who was responsible for that. <laughs> Tonight, Europa League, Andy Brassel, West Ham are hosting Eintracht Frankfurt at the London Stadium. I'm going to have to... give you a quote in full from Knees Up Mother Brown, a West Ham fan site. Do you remember, of course, that Frankfurt fans, very, I'm totally pro this. Like, if you're keen to get to a Barcelona game, if you're loving being in Europe and you yeah. can find a way, to, I'm sure the, the regulators wouldn't like this, but, you know, if you can get into the bloody stadium and support your team, why the hell not? Great work, Eintracht Frankfurt fans. So, the West Ham fans are concerned about this, and this is what this particular fan site has had to say. The moment any German fan is identified, they should be removed from the ground. No ifs, no buts, negotiations or hesitations. It's the only way to solve this problem. He goes on, or she. I'm going to make a point. Let's be perfectly clear. It's a he. I'm going to make a point of striking up a conversation before kickoff with any fucker in my vicinity that I don't recognise, which is most of them in this tourist bowl. Any of them who can't <laughs> name Churchill's full wall cabinets <laughs> are going to be grassed up to the stewards immediately and their only memory of 300 quid well spent will be the warming flame of the pre-match show. <laughs> I love, do you know what I love about this? I love that regular, normal, common or garden West Ham fans who just want to see their team do well, some of them listen to this show and they've probably seen these up Mother Brown write this and go, this is annoying because people on the football ramble, those bastards are going to fucking pick up on this don't and we're going to be tired with that bro. Don't you think the person who's writing this is joking a bit? I hope so. <laughs> I think for all of our sakes, I hope so. I'm pretty so. sure they are. Also, I think... It's funny that they know work. the test of how you get voted into the ramble as well. Is this, it's funny that that's the <laughs> yeah. same. Well, the Winston Churchill walk happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. the same as being... Also, don't put, put up your criteria in a public forum because cool. Eintracht Frankfurt fans are very, very well prepared. As we've seen before in London, when they were banned from, because of some previous crowd trouble, the away game at Arsenal, loads of Eintracht Frankfurt fans, this was Unai Emery's last game in charge, actually, the one that Frankfurt won. Um, at the Emirates they, they, loads of them bought corporate hospitality yeah. they, they went and um, bought Arsenal shirts oh so they like blended in and all the rest of it and then when Daichi Kamada scored all the corporate boxes start going apeshit <laughs> <laughs> so Eintracht Frankfurt fans I'm sorry to say West Ham supporters are always going to be a step ahead of you Yeah, and, and think... will their side be a step ahead of West Ham yeah what can people watching the games not Andy expect from the Eintracht Frankfurt side um <laughs> I think West Ham are favourites. Um, I've liked West Ham for this competition for, for a while. Well, overall for tonight known. or overall? Um, both, okay. I think. Um, I think we talked about in the last round how the the way Leon set up kind of suited West Ham and their ability to um, get Bowen and Antonio down the channels. It's the same for, for Eintracht Frankfurt, I feel, who play with three at the back, who's outstanding defender, arguably, Evan and Dika got sent off in the last minute of that game um, at, at um, Barcelona, so he's not going to be playing tonight. After, he had an incredible weekend where he scored a goal, assisted a goal, and scored an own goal. 
which is a pretty unique hat trick. <laughs> the and dark anyway, triad. <laughs> after, after, after that, he's, yeah, it's like a reverse Woodgate, I suppose. Anyway, he's, he's given himself the, the, the week off because of that. And you've got, you've got two very wingery wing backs. So if, if you've got Ansgar Knauf and Philip Kostic on either side, they're both terrific players. Knauf scored that brilliant goal against Barcelona in the first leg. Yeah. But that to me doesn't scream we've got this covered defensively in the wide areas. So I, I, I think West Ham have an in there. It's going to be the best environment and the best atmosphere at that new stadium in West Ham in the history of West Ham playing there. Well, that's how it was always sold to them, wasn't yeah, it? For the big European nights. And that's going to, well, that's, I think yeah. that's going to come to pass tonight again as it has already in this competition. And I think also, if you look at David Moyes, who never really changes his team that much, I mean, he likes to work with a really core group of players, mm. you can see how much he, they're all gearing up and, and, and tapering down for, for these kind of games towards the end of the Europa League by the changes that he made in the Premier League last time out. They had that really weird game against Chelsea where it, mm. it felt like a pre-season friendly. Oh, fuck it, I think. Yeah, but that's go, absolutely fine, of course. Yeah, and, and, so, and so, you know, that that is, a, I think you're right, Kate, but that is also a gamble, right? That comes with its own kind of eggs in one basket type scenario. But ultimately, really, if West Ham don't progress past the semi-final and they finish about seventh in the Premier League, I mean, it's still pretty good. Um, but they'll be hoping for a lot more. Yeah, obviously. I think it's just the fact that they're playing Eintracht Frankfurt rather than Barcelona in the final. Yeah. It will always stick in their mind if they if yeah. they don't get through. Absolutely. Have they got enough eggs? Uh, hopefully they have. I'm looking forward to it in, in a big, big way. that backroom staff, it's light on eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Mark Noble said something interesting today, didn't he, as well? Was it yesterday? He said that um, he's retiring at the end of the season come what may, and even if there's a temptation to if, if West Ham win the Europa League, to play in the Champions League next season, he'll still retire because he wants to go out on a high of winning the Europa League. He's been on about retiring for a, a, all year, he hasn't can, he? You're talking and about the previous year. He can definitely name all of Church's walk it, no question. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't be going anywhere, Mark Noble, because he's oh, got to take he's got to take his little son to to West Ham training. Another big reason they want to win the Europa League because if they play in the Champions League next season, they'll almost certainly keep Declan Rice, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, mm. that is the stuff. Uh, Rangers. Also talking about big environments and big travelling contingents, uh, they are going to Obi Leipzig, looking to reach their first European final since 2008. 8,000 fans are travelling, and I know a couple of fans who've already booked their tickets to Seville. So It's one of those things the media get picks up on, though, isn't it? And says, oh, you know, are they being a bit presumptuous? Not really. You've got to, because otherwise you can't afford account. it. Yeah. Otherwise <laughs> yeah. you can't actually exactly. go otherwise. Yeah. It's like we go, oh, look, at that. they had a team bus made up for when they apparently win the Premier League. You have to plan that stuff. You don't get handed a, t- a fucking Premier League and Champions bus. they had bus t-shirts in a box yeah, exactly. saying winners. Yeah. Someone's got to make them happen. Someone's got to prepare <laughs> this. You know. So it's a massive opportunity for them as well. Oh, huge. Would you have Leipzig? Leipzig are favourites for the tournament overall, right? So you'd have yeah. them as favourites against Rangers. But they lost oh, at the would. weekend, Brassel. Yeah, they, yeah, and they, they, they did. Fifteen they got... game unbeaten run. Willie Orban says they're mentally or sorry, they're physically and mentally drained. Well, they got they got punked in the last five minutes uh, against Union Berlin. They were they were winning, uh, having beaten them at the last. Do people a... still say punked. I do. Andy yeah. Brassel can it's say Ashton Kutcher two thousand three, isn't it? Huh? Punked. I responded to a text from our producer to confirm a bit of news by saying safe the other day. <laughs> and I thought, I haven't said that since I was 18. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. And Orban's out suspended though, isn't he, for this um, this game? Yes, yeah. he is. Um, they're, they're more than enough to cover. And I think you look at that, you look at the squad depth. They're a better team. At, they're a better team in Rangers. I'm not, they that's what everyone said about everybody. True. That's what they said about Borussia Dortmund. Oh, they're so much better than Dortmund. In this calendar year, they've got more Bundesliga points than anyone, including Bayern. Under Tedesco, they're a different kettle of fish and current Dortmund and current Leipzig 
can't really compare. For all opinion. the Rangers fans listening with their fingers in their ears, come on, Glasgow Rangers. But if you do make it... Can you listen to... with your fingers in your ears? <laughs> They're trying to wait for that bit where he said all the nice stuff about RB Leipzig. So yeah. I guess they'd have one finger and one ear. And then... the, yeah. the thing is, Rangers fans, or West Ham fans, if you do make it to Seville... There is something absolutely brilliant because, of course, they're not having it at La Cartuja where they had the Euro Games and where they had um, the uh, Copa del Rey final last weekend. They're actually having it at Sevilla's ground, the Sanchez Pijuan. And in Notre on the shopping centre, opposite that, if you go up onto the first floor, there is a tunnel slide that brings you all the way down to the ground. Anyone listening, I can't stop him doing this. <laughs> He's got his own European show. He's doing it in an hour. He's still talking about Everyone the shopping centre on the like, side of the Sanchez oh Pichuan. God, there's some it's too high value coming OCC's out of the too Ramble, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get to talk about the slide on there. So it's like a. Oh, so you respect Dotton, do you? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a like this slide in the in Stratford, that like curly slide. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a dry version of one that you would have in a water park, I suppose. Come on, Luke. If you I'm not against it, it. If you can't I'm enjoy that, it. what can you enjoy? If I was there, I'd definitely go on it. Yeah, uh, There's also sure. Europa Conference League action tonight. Final playing Marseille, Leicester City up against Roma, which means Jose Mourinho gets asked questions about stuff and is angry. And also, if, not, <laughs> if no one's done a feature on with Brendan Rodgers in like one of those Jedi cloaks, which he would look ridiculous in. I think they're missing a trick there because it's the uh, master versus the apprentice. He's called him one of the greats, Brendy has. Oh, that's right. Not himself. Sorry, he's called Jose Mourinho. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't imagine that, actually. He's called Jose Mourinho. One of the greats, Mourinho, on his part, says, I see this as his competition. The Europa Conference League, Jose. Yeah, I mean, that's its own story. (laughs) There's there's a few ways to read that, aren't there? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I can think of about 200, but we have to get out of here. The rumours are that Jamie Vardy could start just his second game of 2022. Guys, time to go. Time to go and get stuck into Europe. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Time for me to have a lie down, apparently. Time to get stuck into some European action. Listen to On the Continent. Luke, what have you got planned? Uh, what, for the rest of the day? Yeah. Um, I am going to listen in intently to Andy, Dotton and Lars doing their European football thing. And then when I hear their opinions, I'm going to pass them off as my own before the show's released. So people think I'm the power behind the throne. That's so basically, you're just going to check that I don't talk about the Nervion slide on there. No, you should be doing it on there. That's my point. I <laughs> give <laughs> his fuming. Hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you out of here now. Uh, Thanks, guys. Nice to see you. you. Thank you, guys, for listening to The Football Ramble. It's part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.